Welcome to Lady Daddy Talks. I'm your host, Lady Daddy. And today, I am here with two wonderful, beautiful people in my life. We have Master Anonymous and Belle of Illuminati. Introduce yourselves, if you will. <laughs> um, my name is The Hell's Belle, and I am the mistress of the House of Illuminati. We're going to use Master Anonymous. I'm in the process of changing my name on uh, on the scene in a transitional period. <laughs> but if you really want to see my face, you can follow the bread crumbs on FetLife and find my face, see what I'm about. I can't even tell you how many names I have gone through in this lifestyle, <laughs> especially because I was a go-go dancer and that was my introduction to the lifestyle. Yeah. So I had like two or three different stage names, but everyone always knew my vanilla names. Mm -hmm. I was like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> I didn't. I did not understand how important it was to have a good handle for fit life because my name was oh shit fuck. <laughs> I started <laughs> and everyone. I was going to clubs and they're like, hey, what's your name? And I'm like, haha. <laughs> O with two H's, shit with two I's. And I was like, this is this is a terrible idea. Come up with something better. What other names have you come up with? Uh, the first one on FetLife was Omnipotent31. Uh, my current is Mr. Highfish on FetLife. Mr. Highfish. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not too satisfied with it. Uh, and I just changed... Um, from sadist to master because we've moved more into a, a master slave dynamic just as of recent um, so I'm still searching for a new title so I guess that now brings us to the question is what is Illuminati what is the origin of the Illuminati manor <laughs> that's a good question well it's we did start he started out with um, we had a house before what Illuminati is today and it blossomed um, it yeah. started out totally different than um, what you see at our parties today it was kind of like more of a we had like a lot of community people yeah let's be clear it's not there. it's not an establishment and it was never an establishment it's more of like an umbrella idea of everything we do that includes our socials our parties um, whatever buildings that we might be using or houses that we might be using get titles uh, it covers our internet presence uh, as far as Facebook groups and um, how we organize our events online for FetLife and let's see what else do we have under there we've got our socials we've got parties we have dabbled in some classes. We haven't been able to mm -hmm. um, do as much as we would like mm -hmm. with stuff like that because it is hard finding um, just a good venue for that type of thing. And you know, yeah. real life, it's easier to throw a party than to put a class together for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So really, it's an umbrella name, so it's going to be recognizable to people. So if they see an event come up, know that uh, it's affiliated with us, that it's held to our standard. Our main goal is to create environments where people feel 
comfortable. They know that when they walk into something that's associated with our name, it's going to be somewhere where they can be free to do what they want. They're never going to be kink-shamed. Um, you're welcome to, like not a lot of people have safe places to do scenes or even have places to do scenes whatsoever, so we try to create an incredible environment for that and set great moods for that as well, and I think we do a great job at that because I've seen some scenes at our parties and have participated in some yeah. that are like monumental in a lot of people's Yeah, it's about creating career. that good energy and uh, letting the magic happen. Who came up with the name Illuminati? That was me. Uh, I can't really re remember the exact way I put that together. I came up with just the wordplay on it, and I was like, oh, you know, that sounds ridiculous. Let's use that. A lot of the times when we come up with names for stuff, we, like, sit there. It'll take... A good while we'll just bounce back and forth and then just something will just like speak to us and stick and we're like that's it <laughs> right well really I, I I think I was looking at the Illuminati name to begin with um, because I wanted a sort of mystical presence in the beginning I kind of look, looked at that name so I could uh, arrange things under that and have something that was noticeable and it sounded too serious, you know, to be spelled the right way. I didn't want to look like I was coming off like we were some sort of elitist or something. So mm -hmm. the spelling, you know, the word naughty in, in Illuminati it just sort of fit and let everybody know that we're around to have a good time, but we mix the weird stuff in. And we do too. like to play, we like to keep our creepy vibe our culty vibe. <laughs> we got, mm -hmm. we like to get real weird with it, but we're not. It's not a cult. We're not, yeah, we're not associated <laughs> it's with... It's not a cult. <laughs> <laughs> we are... We have clear forms of consent here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more like a parody on a cult. We like to give... Um, <laughs> we we give the cult aesthetics, but we have no cult yeah. backbone. So, <laughs> a lot, so a lot of our party names and stuff you'll see that, that'll have something mystical attached, either... Like we had a straight up the... ritual for New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> that was still the best. Yeah. <laughs> the lunar phase or something. Um... We do pay a lot of attention to um, like what is going on in the universe when mm -hmm. we plan our parties, which isn't a lot of a lot of people don't know that, and we don't necessarily like we're not. That's not, you know, how we live our life, but. We believe in energies, and we want good energies at our parties, so we make sure, like... <laughs> the girls look at the lunar calendar. Yeah. Our stars are aligned <laughs> when we have parties. <laughs> the fucking almanac, you know, get the right dates. Yeah, so. apparently the Lionsgate portal is open right now, so that's why we had a party this weekend, because good vibes everywhere. <laughs> and such perfect timing that it came up on your anniversary, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Could you actually, I guess, elaborate a little more on the kind of socials that Illuminati hosts? Sure. We have the, uh, I guess, what, maybe three years now? Three or four years we've been running a cigar social? Four years. Yeah. I, I think you were doing the cigar socials before we even started doing parties. 
that was um, that was part of the let's see we can go a little bit deeper Nick um, that was kind of like the beginning when I was when I had came onto the scene in uh, our city I don't know if we're going to announce where we're at but we're, we're in the Carolina area but a city here and um, I came onto the scene and seen how things were running like there were socials that were really loosely organized and I just seen a need for something different something that uh, may, maybe say maybe I had a little more control over what was going on because there were things that I, I seen just from like a management position for events that were just horribly wrong and I didn't really have any say in any of those situations. I tried working security for some parties and, you know, try to work my way up in the scene, but there was really nothing, nothing there, like, except for the people, you know what I'm saying? A lot of the management of the events and stuff was sloppy and lacking class, so. And I believe a lot of people emphasized on, like, like they would just meet up wherever and you know talk about impact play or whatever yeah. the parties and, were more like hooting nannies yeah and he tried he wanted to bring more of the service aspect into stuff like that so doing cigar socials you can do service aspect type stuff in the vanilla world you can cut cigars you can hold ashtrays you can do stuff like that not blatantly and, obvious things in yeah. a public setting but um you, you know actually, little things uh girls can wear, wear heels mm -hmm. like more encouraged to dress nicer rather than the normal coffee house attire <laughs> um so yeah gave everybody a reason to come out on a wednesday or thursday and have a cigar and hang out with kinky people and something that is really cool is um the past few times um, he actually got me into cigars, and it gave me the fuel to learn more about them. And um, the past few times since I've kind of been consistently coming to the socials, um, we've had a lot more women that are interested in learning about cigars and um, even getting into them themselves versus just in like a service aspect too so that's cool too it's like another hobby i guess can bond about something more than just lifestyle at that moment right and that it, it came to uh the play also because our most popular dungeon here is in a club and there's only so much you can do uh at a club that people that aren't necessarily vetted by an organization can be around so in a private setting when um, you can just create a better energy when you know that everybody there is a bona fide vetted kinkster and essentially um, on the same page like they know what's gonna happen or they know an idea of like the possibilities of mm -hmm. what could happen inside of a Illuminati party versus like walking into a club and you're like ooh, what kind of scenes am I gonna see here you're gonna know that like all these people are safe and responsible and um, yeah how would you describe I guess some of your past like vetting processes for your parties um, 
Well, let's, let's kind of break it down. Let's see. There was sort of two phases to our parties. We're going to break that down into like the two actual physical houses that we had. Um, the first one, which we titled the Illuminati Mansion, um, pretty decent sized home, like downtown style home. Uh, we had a lot Old looser country downtown style home. Right, and that was in the beginning, and that was uh, the vetting was done a lot, uh, a lot looser back then. We trusted word of mouth, I would say. Right. Um, I would look at people's profile on Fet. Like, I would post events. It really started off as a Facebook page or Facebook group. was really where the name caught hold. I made that group uh, with that name and started. Like, there was already a, a really popular one that all most of the scene was in. And I made a branch off one that I used to dump mostly photo art and kink art and stuff like that on kink related photo art and stuff and that just grew and grew until it is what it is today which is a group of maybe 220 core uh, North Carolina members well North Carolina, South Carolina Virginia uh, East Coast area members um, and that's sort of where we carried the name over into the socials and people sort of knew what to expect. Um, then we carried that over into parties and events. And anyways, I think I, I think that was important to mention. But uh, the back to the vetting. <laughs> so, of course, the pe a lot of the people that were on that Facebook group were invited to begin with, and then we branched out and started posting events on FetLife. Um, and I would sort of go through their profile and just look and see, it, it, you know, if they RSVP'd maybe, I would go on there and just look if they were taking the lifestyle serious, if they were putting that in their profile. Um, you know, if they were just a single guy looking to go, you know, look for pussy at a party, they were coming to the wrong party. <laughs> they weren't, they weren't going to get invited. Um, and that's another thing. Let's, let's talk about that too. Like when mm -hmm. it comes to the parties, Disclaimers. Uh, yeah, disclaimers. <laughs> um, I do structure them like there might be some gender things that you, people might not be comfortable with. I guess I don't let a whole lot of single males come to the parties. It's mostly couples, um, single female or people that identify as female, um, or I just limit the number of single men. So the max when you come to a party. You might see one, two single uh, D-types. Um, yeah, not even really males, just D-types. I don't let a whole lot of single D-types come. Two or three, and usually those are people that... Are well, well, well known between Yeah, have already us. jumped through a few other hoops yeah. in order to be there. Our biggest, like, we want to eliminate any predatory type anything that could possibly happen at our parties right. like and that's actually something I got from Hugh Hefner about the parties, <laughs> believe it or not I have learned quite a bit from Hugh Hefner so yeah, there was, there share was, this advice there was a ratio about having how many single women I have to every man of course we don't live in LA that's not exactly feasible here but um, yeah we do make sure we have uh, more submissives and more female types but, at a party than D types with vetting, um, 
we do use our socials as a venue to vet. Like it's yeah, so one similar thing that, to a munch. Yeah, so that's another reason why we hold our cigar socials so often when you see a party coming, mm -hmm. we're gonna have a social before then. So we have an avenue for you to come. Yeah, um, so you can't say that you, and we'll put that in the description of the social that, uh, and in the party dis uh, description on the vetting process that the best way to be vetted for one of our parties are to come to our socials. Um, and if people message me late, you know, you know, they always have a chance to come to that social. And I put that in the social description also. Like, coming to the social is the best way to get to know your local members and be vetted for future events. We have gone to the extent of um, going to our local club and meeting people. Mm -hmm. um, we actually met a really awesome couple at a local event. And they, I think they've been to our past two parties that we've had. Mm -hmm. um, so there's always a chance to come to events. But, you know, if you're a single guy and you want to come out to a party, you're going to have to jump through a few hoops and uh, show that you're taking things serious. Because you can, there's a million other places you go. We do something unique. So mm -hmm. that's just the way it's got to be. Yeah, I, I noticed that we tend to focus more on D types and males being more, I don't know, I guess showing more of like predatory behavior, but what about the women submissives, you know, even if they are D types as we well. We are, <laughs> they usually don't get, they usually don't get past the, uh, the submissive shield that's put up, you know, that the women get analyzed harder than the males yeah. most likely. She takes a pretty big handle on the men that try to approach and I take a pretty good handle on the submissive approach and um, I'm I observe that's what I do and there there have been like some of my old friends that have wanted to come to parties and um, you know I've I've put a friend on you have too much going on in your life please come party with us but no impact play you know we um and women that are going or submissives i should not group just you know but submissives that come in their like just not in the right headspace yeah um you know i, I tell them I'm, we're very straight up with people. That's one thing you will get from us is we're straightforward. So if I feel like you're just, I don't want to put you in a shark tank, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you're wanting something. There's a bunch of men around here, but, you know, sweetheart, they are. They do have some subbies attached to them, too. So, like, you know? Like we said, most of the people at our parties are couples. And we do have some women, but if you're in a frenzy behavior just might not be the place for you right now um but also in turn there are, are tons of newcomers in the scene mm -hmm. that and especially on the submissive spectrum that want a safe place to learn a safe place to go and see what the lifestyle is about versus just going to the club and just seeing the ass whooping aspect of it and they see our parties and you know 
they're on the nicer spectrum and they want to be a part of that or see what it's about and we're more than welcome but we do stay on high alert with them and we make sure that you know they're taken care of and having a good time This ad is brought to you by the Flamingo Review. Bring some summer heat to your winter wonderland with July and Christmas on Saturday, December 14th at Petra's Piano Bar in Charlotte, North Carolina. Escape the holiday hell with a night of burlesque by an incredible cast, including Shirley Sweet, Scarlet Storm, Sassafras, Stage Slave Gavin, Ducky Delight, Delilah Disco, Morena Del Rey, Queen April, Snicker Snee, Darla Cherry, and featuring the comedic stylings of the maniac on the mic, Johnny Millwater. So speaking of attending other local parties, do you feel like there are parties that you maybe have heard of or even attended in the past that you felt like had some influence on Illuminati? even in a good or bad way, we're just like, oh no, I will never do that at my party. <laughs> or just, hell yeah, we should incorporate that. Master does a lot of research. He goes online, he goes on FetLife, he looks at all different types of parties thrown around the world. And even like you said earlier with the Hugh Hefner ratio thing, he just, anything that we see that kind of speaks to us, we try to incorporate that, like different ideas and Right. As far as other, like events go, I look at their rules, what's working, what's not. You know, things to make the energy better. Really, it's more artistically inspired. You know, I sort of look at the whole event as an art project. That's why a lot of them have not really themes, but mystical overtones. He is the absolute brains of all of the parties and stuff that we throw. He gives me a set guideline and I structure it. Pretty much. I do all the dirty work. He is the brains and the art around a lot of it. Now, I make flyers and whatnot, but everything and, that... Yeah, and, and you do the uh, like graphic design for the uh, posters and stuff like that that we put out. Well, but, not posters, but online posters. Yeah. We come up with like the name. He comes up with like the concept, how things are going to go, what the decorations are going to look like, everything. And um, I pretty much, yeah, I cracked the whip. <laughs> and I go, we, we've done other things like, um, like artistic installations at King. Things involving like human furniture. We've made living rooms out of tied up women. <laughs> um, lots of different little things like that. So that's another thing. To, like we are, we love supporting our community like if you have an event coming up and it looks like something cool we I mean there's tons of places that we would like to go to new people that we meet we encourage them to go to other venues because I mean there's tons of places that you're gonna go that you're gonna see stuff that you won't see at our parties and um, yeah we also like to if we have the opportunity to help out with something we're there yeah, we go out and represent at other events, other parties, um, as much as we can. Um, it's good going to see, especially going to tap into other circles and, uh, 
you know, seeing who clicks with us and stuff like that. Um, yeah. That's actually a good segue to another question I had. It's just, what advice would you give on avoiding, you know, clickiness in the community? Because I feel like that is one of the number one complaints in the oh Carolinas is clickiness. Yeah, I, you know, I see a lot of people complain about that, but... Um, and say you know I see a lot of complaints like oh we went to this venue and it was so clicky um, if you come to our parties like you're really not going to see that you you might see a click of D-type sitting around uh, you know smoking cigars or something like that but you won't because we're all sort of like minded in the sense that you know we're all there for the same reason have a good time and enjoy the good energy that's created by uh you know all the nice aesthetics and yeah. I think a lot of people like when they throw events and stuff like a lot of house parties you'll see that, like one of the first things posted is no drama absolutely not right. and it's like which is fucking inevitable uh, I, yeah, I, I want to finish just... this thought I want to finish the thought I don't think uh, clicks are necessarily a bad thing and I definitely think they're unavoidable mm-hmm. uh, you're just gonna anywhere you go Especially start, when you start getting into large numbers of people, you're just going to have groups of people that get along. Yeah. Uh, it's, they're just going to naturally form. And that's pretty much like in any, any setting. Now, where that becomes a problem is cliques of shitty people. <laughs> uh, Jesus. I mean, it does. And that's why people get, you know, oh, oh you know, I don't, I you don't know the clicky is so that. clicky, but you've got a clique full of like bitchy women. Or whatever that just want to dwell on drama. I mean, you're going to see that in any venue. I imagine from exactly. here to Thailand, you're going to see you're going to see that uh, sewing circle of drama mamas. You know, <laughs> and that's that's just going to be and, and that that's that's men included. That's everybody. There's yes. men and you know. I feel like when we first came into the scene, um, there was so much of that going on. And that was sort of the inspiration to do our own thing and to separate from that idea, like from the drama circle. And it's pretty astounding how when you start hold upholding like your standards and what you think the lifestyle should be about, how people will just fall off like the leaves in the fall. Uh, and and it, it really will separate the wheat from the shape. Like you'll you'll see the people that take things serious and want to have a good time opposed to the people that are out to you know out to you know predate <laughs> on people you know be, with, the, with the predatory behavior yeah. and the drama you'll see those people and they stick out like sore thumbs when you start doing nice events that's kind of where I was going with that because um, you know a lot of people like just right out the gate, just in the freaking event description, they just start with drama. Like, and that's that's just not good energy. <laughs> You're gonna hear me talk about energy a lot, but like, you know, if that's one of the first things that people see when they go there. Your thought process goes to like, okay, but what drama could go on there? Like, you know, it just takes you down that rabbit hole. But like our main goal is to set a mood to where that doesn't happen. Like at our parties, we do have cliques of people that come. I mean, we have our own clique of people. But the difference is, is that 
I'm not afraid to talk to another person. We create a setting in which it's so open and um, inviting mm-hmm. that, um, you know, you're really not going to see... <laughs> You're really not going to see people just hemmed up in a corner chit-chatting about Becky across the room because that's, we don't create that type of atmosphere. We create something where it's like just light and fun and yeah. good vibes. All so around. all the crybabies out there that are crying about your venue, like you don't want to go because it's clicky, like stop crying, go out, talk to some people. Like those, that clique of people might be a clique because the rest of your town's an asshole, you know, brigade. So, uh, yeah, go out and talk to some people. Um, that's my best advice. Like when clicks, and here's another good piece of advice just to add on to that. Don't act like you know more than you really know because you're going to get spotted immediately. Overall life advice. Yeah. <laughs> just, just be honest. 100% honesty um, uh, with people. Uh, and be honest about what level you're entering. So how, how do you determine for your parties being 18 plus compared to being 21 plus? Because I know some people find it to be a bit debatable on the age range for parties, so I was curious. Well, that's another um, another reason why we just vet entirely. Because we have met quite a few people in the community that have been 18 years old, 19 years old, 20 years old, that are more stable and uh, structured than a 34-year-old that we met last week. They, um, and they're very respectful and whatnot. So that's another reason why we vet. But if we were to have like a club setting, if we were to ever open a club, we would probably, um, it would probably be 21 and up. Yeah, there's so many dangerous ways for somebody that's under 21 to enter into it uh i mean i figure if you're 18 and consenting and you've actually jumped through the hoops to get to one of our events i mean i've met 20 year old shibari geniuses so i don't think being under 21 uh is that big of a deal really (laughs) i mean 18 to 21 um it's not like we're just going to let a kid fresh off the street come. Yeah. Um, we definitely keep a close eye on our, any younger people that do come. Um, yeah. We don't just throw them in and we're like, hey, hope you have a great time. <laughs> yeah. It, it's really not even, it really doesn't even come up much. I, don't, I can't really remember the last time really anybody around that age came to an event. I mean, it happens once in a while, but usually somebody's dating them already or something like that. There's not like a whole lot of single people that are coming out of 21. So, yeah. Better better at one of our parties than somewhere where somebody's trying to, you know. Be super sketch. Yeah, that there's there's no uh, dungeon monitor around or maybe they're just going to somebody that's completely unexperienced we have dungeon monitors and they're not labeled you won't necessarily know 
who they are, but we have people keeping an eye, a very close eye on every room of the house um, to ensure people's safety. So, like, that's another... If we do have someone younger, they're going to be made aware of it, and they're going to help. Hey, let's steer you over here. <laughs> so... I guess like identify the dungeon monitors because some people I guess for parties they go out of their way mm. with just like if you see these bandages they are the dungeon monitors so yeah. why are you more laid back because our parties are smaller and we kind of know pretty much everyone who comes in the house they're gonna know who he is and um, we are associated with another house and the head of that house is um, another set of eyes for us as well and then you know of course the women inside of our house are you know experienced enough let's be clear about that mm-hmm. the beginning pe- the dungeon monitors are pointed out it's not like oh, they're just yeah. roving secret do- dungeon yeah. monitors they, they're not wearing identification or anything like that because usually people are dressed pretty nice mm-hmm. but i mean most of the, mostly it's going to be myself or one of my brothers or something like that uh, who's going to be monitoring things. And it's going to be pointed out. If you're new to new to an event, uh, you're going to know exactly who's... We don't keep it secret by any means. Yeah, and by having mostly lifestyle people there, pretty much everybody, you know, has got their eyes on everything that's going on there. Mm-hmm. So um, if there's any kind of risky behavior, it's pointed out pretty quick. So... Um, so how would you describe the parties you've recently had compared to the kind of parties you want to have for Illuminati? Mm, yeah, I need a mansion about five times <laughs> the size. Oh, don't we all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, we've already had, we, we, we use a pretty decent sized houses now um, to have parties in. Uh, there's some different concepts that I want to explore in the future. Uh, some more uh, events using bigger venues like warehouse situations that I can do more um, like uh, I don't really know how to describe it more like artistic um, displays for people to use um, for photographs and stuff like that and uh, exploration stations and stuff like that Um, So now that we have actually talked about the kind of parties that you have for Illuminati, now I realize I missed the most important question with who is Illuminati? You know, who is a part of this house and what are your identifiers? I just currently switched to identifying as a master. Right now that just splits bits. I used to identify as a sadist. When it first came on the scene, I identified as a dominant, but that didn't really fit. But uh, as our house grows, my primary submissive, now slave, dynamics changing. That's what title fits best right now. I am a little bit of everything. I came into the scene as a submissive, and I really explored that part of my life. I was in one one dynamic before ours, like one structured DS dynamic. And after I got out of that, a lot of my friends were like, why have you never talked before? And I'm like, you know what? I just, I don't know. Um, so I really, I took some time to myself and I explored 
that side of me and um, I realized that I'm really not a submissive as a whole. Um, I'm submissive to my partner. I'm not submissive to anyone else and um, anyone in my presence could probably attest to that. Uh, and now me and him have changed our dynamic to a more master-slave uh, dynamic and we're coming up with our core protocols and whatnot for just our dynamic alone. Um, and we also have, we have one service submissive and um, our relationship with her is blossoming and we're learning together. Um, She's then, been with us for what? So. Yeah, a few months now, and um, we're just now finally getting past the, you know, now we feel like family, let's move into, like, deepening our dynamic. Um, and then we just took on a new submissive, I would say, we haven't, we're not even in the process, or we're not even in the area of really labeling what is going on right now, but it's a mutual she's in a consideration phase. Yeah, she's in a consideration phase. Um, she's new to the scene, and we're hoping to give her a safe place to learn and grow and figure out her wants and her needs, so she's able to find a healthy dynamic mm -hmm. in the future. And uh, we're looking to expand on that. We're probably going to have a few more service submissives under us at a certain point. Um, we also have somewhat of a butler for the house. Uh, oh, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce is a very popular, <laughs> popular guy. Doorman. <laughs> doorman slash butler. Uh, but yeah, the idea is to have an entire staff, someone we host events. Um, in the future they go smooth as possible um, but one thing that I do want to touch on about us is even me and him have been together for three years and um, one of our core rules our first core rule is first world always comes first and although we do you know, do all this stuff, we we fall into normal life issues. We don't, we aren't able to focus on a lot of things um, lifestyle related because we, you know, have families and busy lives and whatnot. And um, so we're just now really getting down to the nitty gritty of who we are within this lifestyle and truly honestly figuring out where we just fall in place period and um it's awesome mm -hmm. it sounds like a beautiful beginning and i i enjoy seeing how you both progress in this lifestyle i can't wait to witness more of it so well, i'm lots of things up and coming <laughs> 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 Keep out, check out the event list. Um, 
Yeah, if you're out there listening and you want to come to an event, see for yourself, uh, contact us and try to make it to a social. And, um, yeah, just keep an eye out for them. We're pretty approachable people. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. And thank the both of you, Bell and Master Anonymous, for being on my podcast. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, it was truly a pleasure. <laughs> Yeah. Stay tuned. Seeking another platform to advertise your upcoming events? Look no further. Lady Daddy Talks provides space to advertise events within the lifestyle communities from kink, swing, and everything in between. Whether you're interested in interviewing with yours truly, taking up ad space during the breaks, or even adding your event to the roll call of community updates, contact LadyDaddyTalks at gmail.com for further inquiries and tune in to the hashtag KinkyFuckShit today.